what's up guys welcome back to be great with nate it is a nice beautiful morning here in los angeles i'm in my office drinking some coffee and decided to make this podcast because it's something i've been running into a lot with my clients and i'm like you know what i need to make a podcast out of this because the whole world can benefit from it today we're going to go through bloating digestive issues and how to fix it okay so my goal here in this podcast is to give you as much as information as I can to teach you about bloating, about your digestive issues, and what you can do to fix it, okay? So first of all, let's talk about bloating. Why do you suffer with bloating? So I'm going to give you the easiest, basically simple um, information, like science way of explaining this, why your belly gets bloated after eating food. Anytime you cause inflammation in your digestive system, okay, so your digestive system could be your stomach, it could be your small intestines or your large intestines, basically your belly. Anytime you cause any inflammation in any of these organs, you're going to cause the muscle to react with inflammation as well because each organ shares the nerve with the muscle nearest to it. So for an example, your heart shares the same muscle as your left chest and your left shoulder and your left jaw. Okay, so if someone's having a heart attack, their left jaw will lock on them, their left shoulder will lock on them or go numb, and their left arm will go numb because the heart connects to all three. So when you have bloating, when you're getting bloating, it's a sign of you ate something that caused inflammation in your stomach that forced the muscles around the stomach to turn off. And when your stomach muscles turn off, they look bloated, all right? Your your stomach kind of just hangs out a little bit. So... Why are you bloated is the real question. And for the most part, people are eating foods that are causing them to be bloated and are basically unaware that they have an um, intolerance towards these foods. So the three top foods that I see people suffer with when it comes down to bloating, number one is grains, okay, because most grains hold something called gluten. And even grains within itself, gluten-free grains, they're very hard to digest, all right. Um, one reason why they're hard to digest is because they're they have gluten and other hard, small little proteins that are so processed um, these days that your body just can't break it down. And you'll get a lot of gas at it after eating it. You'll get a lot of heartburn. You'll get a lot of um, weird digestive issues um, with eating grains. OK, that's number one. Number two, um, grains hold something called citric acid. OK, so citric acid is. If you let rice, for an example, sit in water um, for about an hour, go back and look at the rice in the water, you'll see the water look very um, foggy. And the reason why it looks foggy is because the citric acid is coming off the rice. That fogginess is a, an acid that it, the grains hold. So when you eat the grain, the acid is produced in the stomach and basically blocks your body from digesting it. And also, um, it makes it harder for the digestive system to pull minerals from the food. So you won't get, you most likely will not be able to get the minerals from that rice. And it actually stops you from getting minerals from any other food. So for an example, if you ate the rice with some chicken and avocado and you chew all that together and you die, and you swallow it, all that food meshes together. So now your chicken and avocado have that citric acid mixed with it and it's going to cause major, first thing you'll get is like serious heartburn. And then from there you'll get uh, gas and then You'll just get some um, digestive issues from there. So one of the things that I see in clients is grains. Number two is going to be dairy. Okay, a lot of people are dairy intolerant. 
But one of the main reasons why people are dairy intolerant is because um, pasteurized milk is very hard to digest. Because when you pasteurize milk, uh, that means you, you, you heat the milk to kill off any live enzymes in it um, that will be able to help you digest the milk in the first place. When you pasteurize milk, you are creating a situation where um, you're skipping about six steps of digestion. So by the time you actually put the, the pasteurized dairy in your body, your body, you're on step six. In your body, you're on step one. So the body gets very confused and has to do a lot of catching up and it stresses the body out. That's number one. Number two, if you drink something that's dead as pasteurized milk because it has no live enzymes in it, then what you're doing is you have to tap into your own life force, your own enzymes from your pancreas. You have to basically compensate a lot more energy to be able to digest that that dairy. And what that's going to do is just cause, a, you're going to have undigested dairy and particles going to your small intestines, which is the right side of your belly button. And you'll notice a little gas there. If you press down on it, if you press down on the right part of your belly button, um, you, you can probably hear a little gas in there um, if you're if having this problem. And then you'll have uh, things like diarrhea and uh, or constipation. Um, we'll get into the digestive issues in a minute. Okay, so uh, the third food I'm going to say is going to be uh, nuts. Nuts and seeds are very hard to digest, especially if you're somebody that grew up that you didn't have the you don't have the best digestion to begin with or you didn't have the best childhood eating um, as a kid. It's, if you have a weak digestive system, nuts and grains are su- I mean nuts and grains are hard to digest, but nuts and seeds are very hard to digest for um, the same reason why grains are because they have a lot of citric acid. So what you'll see if you go to Whole Foods or you go to if you're here in Los Angeles, you go to Irwan's or any type of um, like organic whole food market, you'll see something called sprouted nuts. And the reason why it's called sprouted nuts is because they let the nuts sit in water for more than 16 hours. And when you buy them, you're basically buying nuts that um, don't have as much as citric acid on it. So it's easily digested. So um, nuts are another, another, another one that cause a lot of digestive issues. They're very hard to digest. And, you know, sometimes we got to be adults on what we do. Um, so... If you use the bathroom and you see uh, food particles in your food um, in your stool, especially um, after eating nuts the night before, the day before, or grains, that's a huge sign that you're digesting something that you're intolerant to. So that's going to cause problems. Like I said, the top three are going to be grains, dairy, and nuts. Okay, so let's let's go a little more on why get people get bloated as well we're going to go a little deeper so i'm trying to keep it as simple as i can i give you three foods now we're going to give you a, a couple other problems number one if someone has any issues with any organ in the body you're going to always be bloated so if you drink a lot of alcohol or you eat a lot of sugar you can create something called the fatty liver okay so you can either cause an alcoholic fatty liver from too much alcohol or you can cause something called a non-alcoholic fatty liver from too much sugar. Basically, um, sugar and alcohol digest it, di- digest in the processed sugar digest in the uh, liver. And when you overconsume liver, I mean uh, sugar or alcohol, you overwhelm the body with uh, basically a, a substance that has to be digested by the liver, and it starts to create uh, triglycerides and starts storing fat around the liver, and that's going to interfere with your gallbladder and your pancreas. Okay, so you have a liver, and then right under it, you have the gallbladder, and right to the left of it, you have a pancreas. The pancreas releases enzymes. Enzymes help you break down food. 
the gallbladder breaks down fats, okay? And the liver releases bile into the gallbladder to break down fats. And you need each one to work with each other because um, they all help digest food. So one of the ways uh, you can see someone having a problem is if they have any problems with their pancreas, gallbladder. Uh, for an example, you have gallstones, um, diabetes, you having problems with your pancreas, uh, fatty liver. If you have any problem with an organ, you're going to create some type of digestive issue. And that digestive issue is going to cause inflammation because it's not digested the right way. And you're going to cause bloating. Okay, so um, that's that's a huge reason right there. So make sure you don't have any organ problems. And you can look up, uh, you can just, sometimes you can just Google search. If you feel like you have one of your organs not working the right way, you can Google search it. Um, uh, symptoms of a fatty liver, symptoms of gallstones, uh, things like that. So let's talk about how you can fix your bloating, okay? So the, the step number one is obviously go on a three-day diet, a three-day diet and eliminate grains, processed dairy, and um, eliminate uh, nuts and seeds for three days. And you're going to have to be a little like hands-on. You're going to have to look on the back of your food labels and see um, if you can eliminate the three. Um, you're going to most, I, I, I think the best way to do this is by cooking your own food. You got to invest this time. I'm telling you right now, if you learn on what's causing you to bloat, you can avoid so many problems down the road because bloating is a sign of something not working. And when you jump on that sign early, then what you can do is you can eliminate future problems. Okay. Cause the body will give you a, a nice light sign of bloating or like, um, not feeling well after eating. And then it's trying to tell you, hey, this is not working. And then when you ignore that for a long period of time, you create something more dangerous. Okay, so um, that's number one. Cook your food for three days. Eliminate those three things. Number two is take a digestive enzyme. Okay, so you can go to Whole Foods, you go to Amazon, and get uh, some good digestive enzymes. You know, growing up in... Um, you know, uh, as a kid in the 2000s, I ate a lot of processed sugar and I ate a lot of processed food. And when you eat food that's basically processed, it's dead. It's not alive. It doesn't have any lively enzymes. So for an example, eating a bag of chips, eating candy, these foods are so dead that they tap out your pancreas for the live enzymes of, of from your pancreas. So when you're eating food that doesn't come with enzymes that are not real, you use your own life force to break it down. Basically, you overuse your enzymes from your pancreas. After a while, you start to lose the power of your en your own enzymes because of the dead foods you eat. So you'll notice if you if anybody has a digestive, I mean, bloating issues, you can easily incorporate digestive enzymes to help you digest food. Number two is um, buy something called apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar is going to help you increase your stomach acid. Okay, so your stomach acid should be very acidic. A lot of people been drinking a lot of alkaline water due to commercials and what they read on the news and things like that. You do not want your stomach to be alkaline because your stomach acid is responsible to break down protein, which is going to um, also help you kill off any pathogens that come in your food and any bacteria that comes in your food. It cannot so survive in your stomach acid. Uh, your stomach acid is strong enough to melt a nail. Okay? So, um, if you're low on stomach acid, then you're not going to be able to break down proteins, right? And you're going to be someone who feels better on a vegan diet because protein makes you feel tired. And the reason why it makes you feel tired is because you're not digesting it correctly. And then you'll have nail problems, hair problems. Your hair will be very thin. Nails will be very brittle and thin. 
um, your skin will be very bad, you feel lethargic, etc. So apple cider vinegar is acidic. So you can take a tablespoon of that, put it in water every time you drink water, and start increasing your stomach acid. You can also buy HCL pills from Amazon or um, Whole Foods to increase your stomach acid. You want to take about two to four of those before eating food so you can start increasing your stomach acid to break down proteins. Number three, my third suggestion is look at your poop after you're done. If you look in your poop and you see your poop very oily, that's a huge and, and or very um, fatty, right? Um, oily is a, a, a side effect of fatty stool. Um, I suggest you to uh, get some ox bile, O-X bile, B-I-L-E. You can get that from Amazon as well. Um, that's going to help you break down fats. That means you're not breaking down fats correctly. And we and it's also what I realized is that anytime you have fatty stool, you you also can be very lactose intolerant. Okay, I've I've went through that and I experienced that, and I found out that that you know um, if I have any too much dairy, I will have that same issue, especially cow dairy. I'm very allergic to that. I I'm very allergic to that. Okay, so. Ox bile for, for fatty stool. If you eat protein, it makes you feel tired. Then you want to increase your stomach acid, all right? And if you want to know more about this, Google each of these things. Uh, stomach acid, the best thing I say is apple cider vinegar. And then number three is going to be um, a digestive enzyme. Now, this is going to be a little bonus for the bloating part, okay? This is going to be a little bonus for you. I'm only making this a bonus because I'm going to make a whole podcast about this next thing I'm going to tell you because this one's a very interesting one. 90% of people struggle with this. The next one can be you can have a, a, a fungal infection, okay, a fungal or a parasite infection that makes you bloated. Funguses love to eat sugar. And soon as, for an example, if you have a banana and then immediately you start farting or burping, you get bloated, you get more hungry and you get a little fatigue, you get dizzy, you get foggy headed, you get unmotivated. That is a fungal infection. OK, if you have a if you have a dandruff, if you have a yeast infections, if you have jock itch as a man, athlete's foot, if you have a toenail fun, a fungal infection, um, if you have warts on your hands or your feet. These are a huge sign of a fungal infection. And a fungal infection, they love sugar. And as soon as you eat sugar, so sugar is fruits, potatoes, uh, junk food, they love sugar. And as soon as they eat, they release gas, okay, which makes you uh, have digestive issues and a whole bunch of things. And, um, you know, as I took my notes for this podcast, I'm like, I got to make this its own podcast. Um, I actually took a course um, in my school, my Czech Institute school, uh, the holistic uh, school that I'm a part of. We had to do a whole course on how to heal a fungal and parasite infection in humans. And I'm going to watch it one more time. It's going to take me about a week to go through all the, the notes and stuff. And I'm going to make a very good podcast for you so I can help a lot of people out there. Because I couldn't find the, the information that I found about fungal infections. I couldn't come across it until I got to this school. Um, because I struggled with a fungal infection my whole life. I thought having an athlete's foot was normal. I thought having dandruff was normal, you know, um, and it explained why I had these crazy sugar, sugar, sugar addictions and sugar um, cravings. I'm talking about I can have a full meal, uh, the healthiest meal in the world. And while I'm eating that meal, I'm thinking about what 
kind of snack I'm going to have right after. Like, I need, like, some ice cream. I need some type of sugar. So um, that's a huge, huge fungal infection issue. So if you have a fungal infection or a parasite, a lot of people have parasites don't know about it. And as soon as people think about parasites, they think about these worms. Worms is only one form of parasites. There's three form, I mean, four forms, I believe, of parasites. A worm is only one form, okay? So we'll get more into that in that podcast. But if you have, that can also cause a lot of digestion, uh, I mean, bloating as well, okay? So let's get into the part with digestion, okay? So we're going to just go over some digestive things on how you can also improve your overall digestion. So when you look at, you you know, we're being adult here. When you look at your poop, your poop should be nice, healthy, brown, 12-inch poop, okay? You can, that 12-inch poop can even break up to six inches, two pieces of six inches, okay? When you have a, a healthy poop like that, that's always a great sign that you're eating a diet that's best for you. Now, if you start to eat a diet that's not good for your metabolic type, you'll notice that you'll have digestive issues as well. And if you're unsure about your metabolic type, I made a podcast called What's the Best Diet for You? Go through that. I break down the metabolic types, uh, symptoms, and uh, characteristics. So um, a lot of people have digestive uh, digesting um, issues because they have... Um, you know, they're unaware what to eat. That's number one. Number two, they're unaware how much toxins are in their food. So then um, one way that causes digestive issues like heartburn, okay, acid reflex and uh, uh, diarrhea and constipation is because they're eating food that has a lot of toxins in it. Okay, so I'm going to give you the symptoms of uh, someone who's very toxic. Okay, number one will be fatigue. Then you got headaches, low back pain, asthma. Um, acne, rashes, or other skin problems. You get pain right in between your shoulder blades, pain in the upper right abdominal region, basically like right on the, where your liver is at. You get sciatica. Sciatica is an issue where you get um, a burning feeling going down the back of your leg or uh, a very painful uh, nerve issue going from your lower back down your leg. Uh, you get allergies and food intolerances. You get eye, ear, and no, I mean, eye, ear, throat problems. You get arthritis, neck pain, and you get basically palpations with your heart. So your heart can be normal, and then you get pop, 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 boom, and then goes back to normal, and it's random, right? You never, like, basically do anything. Um, and the top four things that cause uh, very high toxic bodies to get toxic is number one, processed foods. Processed foods. You gotta, you gotta really get with the program here. Toxic, I mean program, I mean processed foods are programmed to last long on the shelves for you to crave more of it, so you can buy more of it. Okay. Next thing is pasteurized dairy. And third is processed juices, and then fourth is fake fats. Okay, what do I mean by fake fats or bad fats? And so omega six is facts. It's um, canola oil is one of them. Um, soy, every soy is in almost every pro everything now because they took out the sugar and said, okay, yeah, yeah, sugar is bad for you. We're gonna overload this uh, protein bar with soy now. Okay, so you want to get rid of any bad fats. If you Google bad fats, you get a whole bunch of pictures. Um, can't believe it's butter was actually. One of the worst fats you could put in your body. 
and now they have to get every um uh, mega six uh trans fat it's called the trans fat they have to get it off the market they had like three years to get off the market i think their time is basically ticking now so um yeah so those are the four things that cause the most um problems with your, your body just getting too toxic now, anytime you eat something that's toxic, your your nervous system um, doesn't want to deal with it. So the first thing the body does is gets the liver is responsible for detoxifying the body. But if you eat too many toxins every day, right, and too many toxins, like if you ate processed food last night and then you ate it again this morning or lunch, that's too many toxins. Your body would take the toxins um, that the liver can't break down at the moment and store it in your body fat cells. Okay, so fat tissue holds toxins. This is why you don't want to eat dirty protein. This is why you don't want to eat conventional protein. This is why you want to buy from a farm that is um, organic, grass-fed, um, um, and taking and they take very care of the animals because anytime you buy 95% of the meat on the market is conventional, uh, these animals are not only treated poorly, but they're eating garbage. They, they, they can feed them sewer water. They can feed them plastics, and they feed them a lot of grains to make them fat. This creates major fungal infections in these uh, animals, and then they give them um, basically any um, antibiotics to try to kill off the fungal and bacteria infections that these animals develop. And that doesn't do anything because even if it kills it off, you have to remember that 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 animal became very toxic, and all those toxins are stored in their fat. So when they sell you that food, when they sell you that egg, that chicken, that beef, you you cook that food. You're cooking up the toxins that were in their fat cells and you eat that. That makes you very, very sick. That makes you very, very sick. So I say about like three to four years ago when, uh, you know, holistic practitioners like myself was trying to preach this to people, you know, and, you know, to clients and, you know, do videos on this stuff. People thought I was nuts. They're like, this guy is losing his brain. That's not true. And then now the last two years, they're just showing how it's very dangerous to eat these type of meats. And now I'm no longer as crazy as, as people thought I was. But it's all good. Um, so, yeah, you want to get one of the – if you're in the East Coast, I have all my clients eat from one specific farm because they, they have the number one soy on the East Coast. And they take very good care of their animals. And they have the freshest organic meats and, and produce and everything. It's called Dutch Metal Farms. Okay, if you Google Dutch Metal Farms, it's a farm in Pennsylvania. I ordered all my food from online. Every week I, I ordered from them. Not only do you receive a whole bunch of great food from them that's 100% healthy. It, this, food, this farm helped me out so much. But you also support a small farm that is trying to be, that's trying to stay alive when conventional farms are trying to take over every farm in the, in the country. Okay. So when you put your money in, you know, small farmers, local farmers' pockets, you help them stay open and and, 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 and take care of, of the world with new, new, uh, real nutrients and real food. It's very important. So, you know, a lot of people are really into politics. I'm never going to, you know, go against that. But I believe what you do as a person each day and where you put your money each day, what companies you support, that's that makes real change um so you want to be able to eat real food okay so if you eat real food you you basically start eliminating the toxins in your body one of the best things that i do with people if you have pimples any type of um 
as you can see, one of the symptoms of a toxic body is having a lot of acne, pimples, little bumps on your arms, your face, your upper back. Um, you can create fungal infections like this as well. One of the things I do with my clients is I tell them immediately buy a yogi tea. It's called Detox. Okay, so the brand is called Yogi, and it's in the in the flavor is called Detox. That helps wipe out any toxins that are in their body. Okay, so they drink one of those a day, and they start immediately feeling better. But you you got to make sure you you fix the diet with it. Okay, so, um, so we talked about the processed foods, the pasteurized dairy, processed juices, and fake fats that are no good. Um, what can you do? Eat real food. If um the farm that I just uh mentioned, Dutch Metal Farms, actually sells raw dairy. Okay, do your own research on raw dairy. Uh, uh don't believe a word I say about anything. You got to do your own research. You got to do your own, um, uh, experience your own life. To, to make your own beliefs, guys. So I'm pretty sure if you do try keep an open mind and try these things, you'll see why I preach about these things. Um, processed juices um, are very dead too. Um, so like fake orange juices that you're buying from like BJ's or somewhere like that. These are all fake juices, guys. They're very dead in enzymes and they're just sugar water. And if you're me, and when I drink these things, I become a diabetic in two seconds. Um, so you want to, if you do, if you are someone who has a metabolic type who can handle sugar juices or, um, just juices in general, the best one, um, the, the, I'm a big fan of, um, what is it? What is it? Uh, I think it's GT kombucha juices. They have live enzymes in it. They have live bacteria in it. And, um, I, I have my girlfriend drink those when she's on set working and, uh, she needs a little energy. And then when it comes out to fats, the best fats to cook with, in my opinion, are going to be coconut oil. It's amazing. Make sure it's organic. And then um, I'm, I also like olive oil. I like cooking with olive oil as well. Okay, so those are things that cause toxic uh, digestion. Um, so let's eliminate the processed food. Let's do those things, okay? The next thing I want to speak about is most people are walking around with dysbiosis and don't know it. Uh, dysbiosis is a gut bacteria Imbalance. So we're supposed to have 85% good bacteria, 15% bad bacteria. 90% um, of people are walking around with 15% good, 85% bad. So you want to also work on when it comes on the digestion after you fix your diet, after you take off all the processed stuff for the most part, after you get, uh, you know, you get rid of all the junk food, you're going to have to rebalance your gut bacteria. So taking a human grade probiotic is going to help you replace the good bugs in your stomach um dysbiosis has been associated with most diseases out right now especially if you have an uh, um, an autoimmune disease so look up autoimmune diseases and dysbiosis or back gut bacteria okay so if you look that up you see the huge connection something called the gut and um brain axis so if you have an imbalance in your gut bacteria that spills out into your vagus nerve, into your bloodstream, and uh, these things fire up the immune system for the immune, your immune system to attack itself. Okay, so if it's in a joint, you you get rheumatoid arthritis. It depends on where these um, these toxic uh, mycotoxins end up at. Okay, um, this will be talked more about in the fungal infection um, podcast that I make because it gets very deep. And I'm going to make sure I provide you the great, I mean, uh, the right information and I don't confuse you and overwhelm you. But you want to basically take a strong probiotic if you're having these issues. Um, another thing is raw milk. 
okay, um, in my experience, um, and we studied in the institute as well, raw goat milk replaces the good bacteria in your gut. Kefir is another one. Sauerkraut um, that has probiotics in it. Uh, com um, as kombucha juices have a lot of uh, probiotics in it. Um, there's another one, kimchi. I eat kimchi every day too. That has a lot of uh, great, uh, they're fermented foods that hold bacteria that replace the good bugs in your stomach. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but you can do your own research in the meantime on probiotics and digestion. Okay, so replace the good bugs in your stomach. And um, let me just make sure I'm not missing anything here. I took a bunch of notes to make sure we talked about. Oh, one quick tip too, if you're having stomach, if you're having um, acid reflux when you eat food, and you, you always know it's acid reflex. It, never take an antacid for the most part. Um, it makes it worse. Most cases of, of um, heartburn or um, acid reflex or GERD is due to too little stomach acid. Too little stomach acid. So eat your food. If you notice you're having stomach, um, if you're having GERD or any of these issues, take some uh, apple cider vinegar, put it in water, drink it, and sit there for about two seconds, three seconds, and you'll notice that these symptoms start disappearing. So what you want to do is you want to take the stomach acid pills, the HCL pills that I talked about earlier, or you want to take uh, some, uh, some apple cider vinegar and water, drink it, and then eat your meal, and then take another tablespoon and drink it again if it's really bad. And you'll notice that the GERD will just disappear because now you have enough stomach acid to break down the food. When you don't have enough stomach acid in the stomach, your valve that comes up from your stomach to your throat doesn't close. So the food would just come back up. Um, but when you have enough stomach acid, um, everything is a kinetic chain with the with the body. So if one if step number one works, then step number two works, three works, etc. But if step number one works and step number two doesn't work, but step number three works, you're gonna have problems because you can't just you can't skip a step without the consequences of it. Okay, so the consequences of low stomach acid is your valve not closing, which makes food come back up. Um, so you look look this up too. Look this stuff up. It's a great information uh, to tell you. And last but not least, chew your food until it's liquefied. A lot of us like to chew food, throw it down, and just swallow. Okay, we like uh, chew and then swallow, uh, chew and then swallow. We also like to eat in a rush. Okay, so when you eat your meals, it should be a time where you make time for yourself to eat your meal and take your time eating. Um, you don't want to really be reading anything when you eat food. You kind of want to be in a relaxed state because when you're eating food and you digest food, you turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, that's a part of the system that's responsible to digest food, relax, and rebuild the body. But if you're in a sympathetic system of working, reading, and moving the body and being stressed, and you're eating... You, you're not allowing the body to be in a parasympathetic system, which is the opposite, to be able to digest the food. So you'll have digestive issues forever if you don't lower your stress levels, okay? Um, and these are some bonuses here, okay? Uh, tap water. If you're drinking a lot of tap water, you're going to have issues because tap water messes up the pH in the body um, because there's a lot of chemicals in tap water. And there's also um, your sewer system. No sewer system in the United States can filter out pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, rodenticides. You get that from foods that are unorganic. When you eat those foods, you pee it out and it goes into the sewer system and it's recycled into your shower, it's recycled into your water, your tap water. And when you continue to recycle this and medical drugs. So if you're taking a medical drug like birth control for an example, 
that medical drug, when it's done in the body, you pee it out. And that goes into the filtration system of the um, the sewer system. And the, the sewer system is not built to take out medical drugs. So this is why you see a lot of hospitals these days have trouble giving someone a, um, an antibiotic, a low dose of antibiotics, because their body's already immune to it. Why? Because they've been drinking it through their tap water for a long time. That their body, that the bacteria that they're trying to kill off, basically is surviving because it adapted to the to antibiotics from the water already. So they have to go higher doses of antibiotics. If you ever took an antibiotic before, or you're taking an antibiotic or any medical drug, look up the side effects of the medical drugs you're taking. But specifically, antibiotics kill off bugs in your stomach. So if you're not recolonizing with uh, the bacteria, the probiotics and things like that, then you're going to have digestive issues and a whole bunch of problems because you don't have good bugs in your stomach. We'll get more into that with the fungal infection podcast. Okay, uh, so we got stress. We got tap water. Um, anything soda. I, I shouldn't even be bringing this up because I'm a strong believer. Whoever's listening to this should not, they should know better by now, by 2020. Soda's no good, but please don't be drinking soda and all these fake 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 juices guys trust me it's gonna do you wrong um we spoke about dairy already you don't want to be drinking that and then um yeah so i have more complicated notes here but i decided like i said to make it into a second i mean a podcast about uh fungal infections which is deeper than just digestion it's so many other things i hope i put enough information in this podcast to help you okay so we're just going to bloating always comes from inflammation in the gut anytime you're eating foods if you're having digestive issues to begin with you're going to create bloating so we create we we talked about what's the top foods that create bloating um if you have any organ inflammation you're going to create bloating and then we talked about we dissected digestion a little bit on speaking about how we can improve digestion as much as we can the more you improve your digestion the more you're going to improve uh the problems with your bloating now if this podcast sparked something in your mind, some ideas or something like that, and you want to go deeper into this stuff, I made a program, okay? And I named the program Finally Lean because you'll, you'll finally get lean. Uh, after all the years of wasting time on different diets and different everything and being confused and not getting long-lasting results and keeping it forever, <clears throat> like myself, um, after accomplishing my fat loss goal and being at the healthiest state I can be in my life, I took two years to make a program called Finally Lean, which not only shows you how to lose fat, unwanted fat, and keep healthy muscle, but teaches you how to eat, how to eat for your metabolic type, and a whole, how to track your food, everything you need to know when it comes down to nutrition and fat loss. It's over 35 videos. You can get that by going in the description of this podcast, or you can go to learn dot dreamfitllc.com or you can go to dream fit dream like you're dreaming dreamfitllc.com and on my main website page you can scroll down to the uh, the program itself and it will take you to the page as well um or you can get the link in the description um i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast if you have any questions i left an email be great with nate at gmail.com it's in the description as well. You can shoot me an email. Um, and you can keep up with me on my Instagram, the Nate Ortiz. Just the Nate Ortiz. And um, you can shoot me a DM if you have any questions on Facebook on Nate Ortiz. And um, yeah, 
I hope you guys are having a great day. If you're listening to this podcast, do your best to get 1% better today. Okay, that's the only thing you need to do. Just get 1% better, guys. 1%. You're not going to be perfect. It doesn't work like that. Um, forgive yourself. Love yourself. And understand that the body you're in is good enough. Um, and if you need to fix some things, it's okay. The more you fix things in your body, the more you get to know yourself. And then you'll notice you'll help other people fix their problems. Because a lot of people, anytime pain comes up in your life, it's teaching you not only how to heal yourself, but heal the people that are coming to you in the future. Have a great day. I'll, you'll hear from me in the next podcast. Peace.